Okay. Okay, so let's talk about Taylor Lorenz being cyberbullied uh, by a yes. bunch of VCs. Whoa. Um, let's talk about it is what it is, eye mouth eye. Let's oh, yeah. <laughs> I that, that happened. <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, well, we didn't Facebook. talk about WC yet. <laughs> oh, my God. We didn't. We were going to like do an event right after. Uh huh. <laughs> okay, we talk about Dub Dub. It was hot then, last week, to be fair. Dubby yeah. Dubby Dub. And then um, Facebook losing like a billion dollars of ad revenue in like a week. Good for them. Yeah, and Mark just, well, it's weird. He was like, we're not going to change. We're not going to take the pressure from losing advertisers. And then like the next day after they lost Coca-Cola, he, he was like, we're making changes. And then the next day he's like, we're not going to cave to pressure from advertisers leaving mm. our platform. And it's like, we kind of are already. It's like, boy. Did you see that um, PlayStation pulls all ads from Facebook and Instagram for boycotting? Mm. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, that they are yeah. launching a PlayStation this year. Yeah, but yeah, like but... they really do need, don't need advertising. PlayStation doesn't need advertising. Mm. Well, and I was reading that's about true. It looks like, like futuristic waffle iron, so <laughs> sorry. No, but like no, no, that's that's like literally the point is yeah. like the, the earned advertising, the like just getting hype and media and people talking about it on social. You yeah. don't need to pay for ads if you're just like make it look weird. <laughs> we are pulling our ads from Facebook. Yeah. You get a whole news cycle right now. It's yeah. genius. It really is. <laughs> and and the thing looking ugly as soon as people um have the playstation they'll be like it's ugly but like it's really good though so right it's ugly but i can play this game that i that doesn't exist on other platforms you know people it's will buy so it right? so fucking ugly. it looks like an alien fucking waffle hand to me it's so ugly and most of all it's so big i know it's so big i love the comparison you size photos go. i keep seeing and i'm like it doesn't even make sense so also, it's, it's annoying to me that they all stand up this year. <laughs> well, you can lay down the PlayStation. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm sure, but it just so, even looks weirder. Here's the thing: I don't know anybody that is going to change their opinion on buying it or not buying it based on how it looks. Like I, 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 I was going to buy it, and I'm now buying an Xbox. Really? <laughs> okay. Honestly, yeah. the Xbox looks really good. It looks so fucking sick. I and like I'm I'm in the minority. I think most people don't give a shit. Okay, like, so I want to hear people in Discord. We have a games channel. I really want to know, like, if the look of a of a, of one of the two consoles, specifically, I'm talking about the new PlayStation, the new Xbox. Like, does this the way it looks influence your purchase decision? Look, I'm biased because I really want to buy it, but I really think the Xbox looks fucking sick this time around. Yeah, and the thing is, I mean, I think you're in a category where you you would be happy with both. Right, yeah. you're not like a hardcore locked in. Oh, I, I love care. PlayStation, <laughs> like PlayStation. I will sell my firstborn son to them. I like, will play the games that are available on the platform. Right, like I don't. Yeah, exactly. So I think I think you're in in a position where you'd be like, guess we'll do Xbox this time. Exactly. Right? Um, but Most like to be not. honest, I just really like how the Xbox looks because it just reminds me of the whole like small computer vibe that's been yeah. going on for a while, you know. That's and it's just like. like small. And it's non-offensive, and it will fit in any like interior. Like, I think stuff like that's important because yeah. if you have this really nice, minimalistic, beautiful 
super expensive cabinet where your TV's standing on. Right. And then, like, this fucking chonker Alien. boy is just, like... And it will stick out as well because it's yeah. so big. It's bigger than, like, my fucking PC. It's bigger than a DVD player. <laughs> big, chonky one. And it doesn't yeah. even have a DVD player if you don't pay yeah. for it. Yeah. <laughs> I I think Zach is right on the on that point. To, and to your point, Freddie, that uh people are buying for the platform really mostly and like i think sony i have a half have a feeling that they did this design so that people will talk about it (laughs) like i think the xbox people talk about it because it was slick and it was first and now everyone's like look at this thing (laughs) i think uh the more interesting thing about sony's strategy this time around is that they're going for the hardware ecosystem they're doing like headphones and a blah 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 and it's interesting and i only just realized this just now that Microsoft has all of that already, right, and right. that's probably why Sony is going after it. I guess they I... always do something like this, but never yeah. like with like full headphones like, and like. Yeah. yeah. Can I double down on what you were saying? Yeah, double down. What Microsoft is doing specifically by having all those things is selling a subscription, mm. all access, right? And I think that we we're we've. We've speculated for a while now that Apple's going to go in this direction where you get like the student kit or the creative professional kit or the uh, programmer kit. And it's like, yeah, and it has like a laptop and a device or two, right? Like Mm -hmm. Microsoft's going to beat them. Surface All Access already exists. I I can see like the you get two controllers and Xbox and the headphones for a a promise streaming service. Because we know, we know, look at every other product that exists right now. It's like subscription is king because they can make more money in the long run. Yeah. And there's benefits to it of like, you keep paying for it. So they keep investing in it. Um, so Sony doing, here's all the peripherals. It's only a matter of time until yeah. they have a subscription hardware right. leasing service. And they and already make really... you pay for the rest, right? Like it's a subscription for Xbox Live, which I always forget. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, most consoles are loss leaders, right? They yeah. cost an, a double what they sell them for, but they make it up on the games margins. Yeah. Why not Isn't, just do this? Yeah, sorry. It's for... also so smart because, like, the one thing about game consoles is, and I think this still rings true in some sort of way, is that um, for some reason they are always the devices that people have for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Like, right. it feels okay. Like, it felt okay to buy a PlayStation 4 up until, like, a couple of months ago, right? Yeah, that's true. I have an Xbox One in New Zealand that I left there that is still apparently going strong uh, five or six years in now. Right. So, they typically, like, seem to age less. But, like, with the the new technology where you could basically use a Stadia kind of service, you could yeah. actually make the the thing... You can update it from a distance, which could be super right. interesting. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I think uh, then this gen, by the end of it, some of it will be streaming and it will just be through yeah. the same device. It'll be, I think this is the last console generation. Like, I don't see, it's five years away that when, what would they release? <laughs> like, even this is a stretch. Sure. Like, Xbox this time, I'm like, yeah, boy. But this, <laughs> it's because it's like, it has been long enough, but it's borderline already. Like, last xbox i remember when the xbox one came out i think it was it was already a little bit of a stretch like i remember it being like 500 dollars or 599 in new zealand and like eh, like 
I feel we're, like with Pate, I don't think it's going to go away, but I think it's not going to look the same next gen. Like yeah, you said, in five thing. years, I th- I think it's like it's a puck. It's a Chrome OS puck. Like yeah, I, I think it's either that or it's your desktop PC slash game console and then maybe you have a dongle on your tvs in your house and you can access your games from your phone with the x cloud you know like i think like it won't look the same as it does now but you might get like a singular device instead yeah. of multiple devices that's where microsoft is going with this like most yeah. xbox games this gen work with windows as well you can stream them to between your devices uh yeah. in your house and that kind of thing it's pretty sweet. by the way how dramatic would it be for PlayStation to go from this giant chunky boy to cloud service. Yeah, I know. Cool. Good idea. He's so also, bad at <laughs> Also, like, is it kind of weird that, like, Stadia has, like, similar games, probably? Yeah. That is, like, on your fucking Chromecast or in, yeah. on your, in the cloud, basically. And then <laughs> the other option is to get, like, PlayStation and it's... Yeah. Taking well, over and your the, whole living room. The only reason that that, well, there's two reasons that doesn't exist. That a lot of the games on like Stadia aren't from PlayStation is just because of copyrights and like their yeah. exclusivity hoarding. Licensing. Like, yeah. if Sony was forced to give them to Stadia in a world in which that's a thing, it would be pretty hard for consoles to compete. I think this time around, if that was the case, and it's an yeah. IP gathering thing now. Yeah. So, I would but say the internet that, speed is the other point. That's I was what I was going to say. It's like, yeah. you and I, uh, all of us have fast enough internet. If you're in New Zealand, you'll never play game streaming services. Latency to Australia is so bad. Yeah, I mean, most of the United States is... Yeah. Mo- I mean, e- even in cities, you don't necessarily have fast internet, depending yeah. on what neighborhood you live in and what it's wired up. So oh, I, do, I do have hope that... Like, I mean, what's the cycle of a, of, of a, of a PlayStation? It's like five years? Yeah. Something like that. In five years, I would hope that the internet problem is fixed, though. Not in the US. Everywhere well, else probably you, is. <laughs> you can sign up. You can sign up now for the waitlist for the Starlink internet. That's all that. Everybody in Canada is pinning their hope on Elon Musk yet again. Well, it's such a it's such a narrow area of yeah. coverage. Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, it's like rural Canada. <laughs> it's like Montana, Dakotas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It'll be really good for Canada, I think. Like, there's very little competition here. It's just the big two. If, as soon as you're, there's a like lake country here. As soon as you're like an hour out of the city, it's just <laughs> such bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Like, you go to a cottage and it's like dial up. Like, you might as well not bother. That's so funny. That reminds me of the beginning of quarantine when the people in Paris were just like, "Fuck this shit. We're leaving Paris. We're just gonna go to <laughs> our like really nice cottage home." Hee <laughs> hee. And then everyone went. And they arrived there, and within like two days, they were back because yeah, they were like, they can't do "Wait, um, internet doesn't work here." And actually, <laughs> being in a house with eight people is really not sustainable. Yeah, it's not that fun. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. really not. I think like if I would ever buy a cottage or build a cottage, I would have to budget in laying fifty thousand dollars of fiber <laughs> to it to bother. <laughs> right? Like, oh yeah, just bank. Can you add fifty k to this mortgage? I need to pay somebody to dig a trench to the nearest fiber. I looked Look, it up, I'm, by the way. It's $9,000 a month. I'm not an Elon fan, but I do think that in a decade, you wouldn't even think that thought. You're like, one of the five internet yeah. service space providers will be your yeah, option. I think yeah, it'll exactly. be between space stuff or like Starlink and 5G. Like 5G, yeah. 
besides its current problems uh, that people keep burning it down. Actually, the whole point of it was that it can completely displace fixed internet, especially in big cities, but even more in rural communities yeah. because you can get yeah. a gig down over LTE. Or why would you... Like in Japan, it's normal to not have normal internet. You just buy this right. hotspot thing and you put it in your window. Like fixed internet isn't a thing there and it's fast and it's great. The, those Why things are here? super great because you don't only put them in your window, you also take them with you. Right. It's so good. And I think that's yeah. the thing that we forget is like, it you will are change. forever carrying battery packs though, but like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's fine. the worst. I'm doing it already. You know? Yeah. Um, anyway, consoles are going to be fun. I'm going to pre order yeah. the Xbox when. Okay, here's my thing this season, this season, this time around. Why the <laughs> fuck can't I just give them money now? Like, they've hyped it so much. And I still can't give them money. Like, I'm ready to do it. And they won't let me do it. Yeah. that That is what I was going to say of, like, just Microsoft in general. Like, yeah. if they offered Surface All Access in mm. the Netherlands, I would have a Surface Studio. Oh, what? You they're, like, for it? <laughs> they're like 6,000 euro. So it's like... I don't know that I would do it, but if it's like a, this lease program where maybe when the next gen comes out, I can pay to upgrade or something like that. Oh, God damn I would it, totally sign it. <laughs> yeah, it's US only. And it's like, that's one of those things where I, I don't know, just like, well, okay, let's do the show intro because we're already like 20 <laughs> minutes in, but I, it's worth mentioning that all the Microsoft stores are closing. Yeah. Yes, I forgot about that. And there are rumors that the Surface line isn't doing well. But it's a billion dollar business. But. Hmm. Yeah, I don't Why know that I believe that, be? that. I don't know if I believe that rumor. I don't either because the past gen of all the Surface devices have been huge hits. I've with seen them people, everywhere. With people that aren't already Microsoft users. People, I, whenever somebody says Surface isn't doing well, I'm like, define yeah. <laughs> doing well. Okay, like if but- you're comparing to Dell, sure. I think that for a person like me, buying like a Surface laptop felt good because it reminded me of a MacBook. And but it's also like it's not like it's not as as expensive, but it is still significant amount of money. Exactly. I can imagine that if I were to come from the other side and I was just like on this crappy Lenovo laptop for ages or whatever. Um, I don't have anything against Lenovo, just like the first thing that came to mind. Uh, I just know them to be quite ugly sometimes. They do like, well, I don't know. Um, That if you're looking at the Surface laptop, you're like, wow, that's almost a MacBook. What about like, I just buy a MacBook? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think, yeah. Well, but not to stereotype PC people. Yeah, you're right. People are embedded, but that Lenovo laptop is usually much cheaper for what you get yeah. than a MacBook. Yeah. And if I'm thinking I want a MacBook like computer, but I don't want to spend Apple money, the Surface and some of the higher end Lenovo devices mm-hmm. are the choice. Or yeah. I guess like there's also the like gaming PC brands like um Yeah, that was what I was looking at because I was just like called? Um, uh, Razer, yeah, Razer is so like, popular now. There is another another few that looks really good, and I like them because they they all look very sleek and but they all also like very sturdy looking. Sturdy boys. Metal, you know. Yeah, they're not cheap though, but you that, get yeah, a lot that for is, it. That is against the point I was making because those yeah. are Apple priced. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember? But- um, what was the brand that like they would paint the cases like you paint cars? 
What? Do you remember that? No. It was like the <laughs> PC case to get. It started with a P, I think. Oh, I I don't was recall. Was it Puckered Puckered Bell? <laughs> or whatever. Puckerwood Hell. HP. Um, I Compact. feel like they went out of <laughs> oh, I miss Compact. Compact. I Turbo had one butter. of those. The, oh, they, Falcon. They, oh, I don't know that. I don't know it. I think it's Falcon. Let's see. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, it's interesting that the Surface, sorry, the Microsoft stores are closing. I, you know, like my take on that is it's not surprising, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I don't know if you ever went to a Microsoft store. They usually have one person, <laughs> but that's, I mean, it, it's a long burn. And one also person they were really and good. two security guys. Yeah, they were really good. I went to a Microsoft store to get my device serviced. I think that was the point of the store uh it was a really good experience but i also think that like e-commerce people are buying these things online now like they don't need it (laughs) i have a different experience i'll I'll do the intro in a minute but i just (laughs) i feel like i had a different like i i've been to microsoft stores and not seen security and seen them full of people Mm-hmm. I mean, but I have I also, seen them with people in them, yes. We were chatting uh, in our uh, Telegram group uh, about this, and m- my favorite memory of the Microsoft stores was when the Kinect was big. Yes. Oh. And they, they would do, like, you know, the, like, pavilion in front of, in the mall, like, in between the stores, like, in the walkway? Yep. They would set up a giant rear projection TV, Sick. and they had, like, an employee whose full-time job was to play, like, Dance Dance Death Revolution <laughs> or Just Dance with people walking by. It's pretty smart, and actually. they just have the Kinect set up, and they'd have the game going, and, it, you know, they'd be signed into an account with, like, all the stuff unlocked. Yeah. And they would just, like, let people jump into games, and they would do it with cool. them and show them the Kinect. And I thought that was such a cool inroads because, like, Apple doesn't make a gaming console. Yeah. So it's, like... It was a unique experience to Microsoft. The Xbox install was really cool, actually, as well. Like, in general, I remember going and seeing it and trying it. And, like, it was a cool way to demo it that isn't Best Buy that, like, Sony doesn't have access to. Right. You know Um, what? The Kinect was actually a really cool device. Yes. I didn't use it so much for gaming. It was very cool. But when I was in university, that thing was a thing. Oh, yeah. And um, we used to make, like, interactive uh, installations with them. It was really oh, yeah, sophisticated. Totally. Like it was yeah. hard. It was not something you could buy before Connect came out. I was just thinking though, as you told that story about Connect, how big of a fuck up the last generation of Xbox One actually was because of the Connect. Like compulsory out of the box, couldn't turn it on without it. Uh, yeah, 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 it was yeah. like that really dumb shit. It was huge. Yeah. Well, the it was really cool, but they the didn't three- have a spell. Yeah, the the three sixty one, the one that like came separately. Yeah. You could do all kinds of things with it. You could yeah. put it on, on in your PC and you could like yeah. hack it. Like not even hack it. You could just like use their software, I think. Yeah. I still sell a PC Connect, actually, which is so interesting. I just think it was ahead of its time because yeah. as I was saying in our Discord, like my prediction is the next Apple TV is either going to be like the Facebook portal, like for your TV, or it's going to have an accessory for it. And it's going to be have a lidar sensor and they're gonna yeah. do ar vr games maybe vr they're gonna do ar games for sure and i just think that it's gonna be the connect all over again and apple's trying to get in on it interesting and i really just think that microsoft was ahead of, the, of it I, I like that take i just because i'm kind of pissed off that facebook is the only one making a camera thing that for my tv so i don't have to hold my fucking phone in front of my face 
like it's really dumb that they because the connect did that i don't know if you remember when it launched skype yeah. on the xbox oh, i can't believe i'm talking about skype now it did the exact shit that portal did, does on the tv it zooms on on the people and like it's very cool and like facebook is the only one doing it now and the only place you can call on that stupid facebook portal thing is messenger it's so dumb oh, gross. it's two hundred dollars <laughs> But it's a huge business for them, and it shows that, like I said, I just think Microsoft was ahead of the game, and yeah. if they release the Connect with this new Xbox, I think it would be huge. It would be. I like. I like that take. I just think the Connect had a lot of um, challenges to overcome. Right, it was first gen tech too. Yeah, and it didn't yeah. come with a game, and like you had to the second. Like, I mean, the second gen one was really cool, but. My favorite, I have this memory of the Xbox where it used to sign you in based on like, your face. It was really cool. Like, you sat down yeah. and be like, hi, Owen. But occasionally, it would like get you confused for lamps. Yeah, like, yeah. It would just be like, hello. <laughs> and you're like... So it, you mentioned the Skype calling with it. If you yeah. did Skype calling, what it tried to do would zoom in on the person talking. <laughs> it was like really sinister, yeah. So I would like skype my dad for like christmas and he would like there's obviously many people in the room and sometimes it would like zoom into the couch because it would be a a face in the cushion and you're like it it looks so fucking weird yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it's just zooming i yeah i'm i'm just sad because like the connect did do it and especially when vr began kicking off as well there was a lot of use of connect uh for vr applications as well um i went to one in amsterdam in the in the vondel park they did like they do vr days every year or something and they had like mapped the room with the connect and then the connect was like pointing at you you put the headset on and you were in a virtual rendering of the room with yourself in it and it was a mind fuck and that wasn't possible with the other device like i don't know yeah. rest in peace okay intro time <laughs> Charge Tech Podcast, episode 141. Podcast that looks at tech and how it's shaping the world around us. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Grosser, and joining me today is... Frederica. Owen. Hello. We've been talking, but that's okay. Lots of names. That's all right. Uh, we still have lots of... We could talk about Dub Dub now. Oh, lordy me. That feels so long ago. <laughs> it was last week. Yeah, so we never recorded a Dub Dub episode. Sorry, not sorry. Um... Okay, uh, so to to start that off, yeah. I didn't even watch it. You didn't oh, watch fuck. it. It was so I good. I didn't even watch it. Listen, 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 listen. I mean, this has been coming for a while now, right? And uh, I'm just not the biggest like Apple fan anymore, and it's yeah. mainly because oh yeah, I mean, I'm still a fan of some of their stuff, but I don't love the presentations, and yeah. it was mainly because every presentation I saw in the last like year was just like. We are doing so much better than Samsung, and we're doing this much yeah. greater. And Gloves look at our like hours. giant chip, whatever, blah, 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 yeah. with names <laughs> that no one wants to hear. Like, it's a graph it just, going upwards. <laughs> yeah, like it's just boring, and um, there weren't a lot of things that like surprised me. Like, I think, I think we still think of these presentations of some kind of way. Like, maybe an iPhone moment might happen once. I mean, this one, this did happen this time. So, well, I mean, not... The Mac. Oh. Well, okay, but, like, it's not like, it's not like, wow, an iPhone, we have never seen such a thing. That's insane. Um, That's what I mean. It was mind-blowing, that first one. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. Um, I didn't watch it, 
And I thought I saw Twitter going nuts. And I was like, oh yeah, there's an Apple event on close to I don't think I don't think this was this was a good one probably to skip anyway, but I do think it was interesting just from the perspective of how weird and different it was because they had to pre record it. Yeah. Like it was so fucking polished. I watched it later because I saw that everyone was super like enthusiastic and blah 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 and I, like I first watched it like the Verge TLDR that's mm. actually not short at all it's like mm. t- 20 minutes well it was two hour event yeah um but like it looked actually really good and I think the type of presentation like they did this time is really good for Apple. I hope they do it again <laughs> yeah. it was better than normal right I thought I thought so too so I actually went to a viewing party with some engineers Wow. Some iOS engineers. You can see humans where you are. <laughs> right. Well, we've all been in like a little pod of seeing each other pretty regularly of, you know. <laughs> you went to a party with some engineers. Sorry. I don't like it sounds like it's not of a joke. Please continue. <laughs> I mean, it's not dissimilar from watching WWDC at your house, Owen. But, yeah, I know. Um, but I think that my criticism that I've had for years now about how these Apple events try to cater to everybody. Mm. I feel like this was actually a developer focused event. Yes. Like, they got nerdy with stuff. They went into some technical detail. They Especially even, at the end of it. Yeah, especially then. And I was just sort of impressed. There was no consumer facing hardware announced, but there was yeah. a developer kit. I will I say think- the iOS part was like really painful. Actually, the part between iOS maps and the first part of the Mac update, it was the worst. They talked from about maps for too long. <laughs> I, every part they're like maps it does this now it does this i'm like it, this it is just accident. because no one ever uses maps yeah but like my favorite they... was siri it has 10 times more facts also you don't have an iphone ah. but like i thought the updates for our iphone were actually pretty good no, and I, i'm pretty excited I thought they were to see awesome. them beautiful and i do not want to hear any of you guys say Oh, great widgets! No, We've I, had them I, on Android forever. I, I actually don't have that take. I had my take was, <laughs> oh, they did widgets right. <laughs> like, yeah, that's I would my take too. Coming back to iOS for that because the, I actually really respect that they took what Android widgets have and like made a system out of them. Like, right? Like, this is the problem with Android yeah. is Google just doesn't give a fuck about the design rules. Like they don't do whatever they want. Yeah. 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 And so that's why I really liked the iOS one was because it was like predictable widgets. Like it was nice and not shit. I'm just so fucking tired of seeing people be like, oh my God, this is funny. Like we've had this on Android forever. Oh, you can search emojis and hang in. I mean, that's crazy that you couldn't do that. And the picture in picture video thing too. I couldn't believe that. How do you you live with yourself? you can actually like I have the predict if you have the predictive text open if yeah, you yeah. type sun you'll get the sun emoji exactly like is so, it that different? Yeah. Here's my <laughs> my biggest problem with the widgets is so two years ago I believe they forked iPad OS away from oh, iOS. This is going yeah, and so the widgets on iPad OS are more limited than the you widgets can't- on. I installed the update to get those widgets, and then I was like, "Okay, I drag it out." You cannot. No, you can't. They're stuck in the place. And then I where googled they it to today. see if it was a bug, and they're like, "No, no, no. We think that widgets should not live on the home screen on iPad." I'm like, "Why the giant screen? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. What are you doing?" It that's that's my biggest issue. Is like I was really glad the iPad OS got spun out because there were so many things the iPad needed that it could do that 
didn't make sense on the smaller iPhone screen. But now I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I want yeah. all of the features. Okay. But it's a little complaint. Yeah. But, uh, should we talk all. about Mac? Because oh, it's, one, it's a good overlap with that. One more thing. One <laughs> okay. more thing about DubDub in general. One more thing. One more thing. Freddie and I and everybody else in our similar time zone have the benefit of drinking in the evening and watching <laughs> WWDC. I'm so jealous. <laughs> it was 11 a.m. And that's yeah. what I'll say. You were talking about maps being too much about maps. And I was like, I don't even remember maps because we were, <laughs> we were like partying. Oh, so that is, a, that is like the benefit of being here. And in New Zealand, you have to get up at 5 a.m. to watch it. So yeah, we used to no always thanks. have like breakfast. Um, okay, let's talk about the Mac thing. I, I, the reason I say it's related to the iPad is I was a little actually disappointed in the iPad this year because iPad OS last year, they're like, look, it's huge. We care about this a lot. And this year, they're like, it got maps. No, <laughs> well, moved on. I mean, this year was, we gave it a trackpad yeah. case. I know, but I really was just like, please give me floating windows. I know that will never happen. Okay. Anyway, um, Mac OS stuff was pretty big, I thought. I mean... I know it's not iPhone level yet, but I think what they announced has the potential to be on that level. And that's the point. It was, it was kind of a preview of like what's to come. It's a big deal. And the, I mean, an ARM Mac is no joke. And the I was fact that say, they, what is the big deal you're talking about? Because you haven't mentioned it yet. Yeah. So there's an ARM Mac. It's coming and it's going to take It's two not years. ARM though. It's Apple Silicon. It's, them giving a brand name to something that is um, underneath. But yeah, we'll call it Apple Silicon, sure. But like, I mean, it's it's technically a different thing, right? They didn't they didn't buy something and slap their name on it. It's still ARM. It's an ARM instruction well, set. ARM technology is just licensed. So yeah. they're licensing yeah. technology. It's That's what I mean. It's an instruction yeah. set. Like, it's their own one. Sure, nobody else can have it. But I think what was fascinating was that it's ha- like it's happening in two years. And that is... It sounds long. It is not. PowerPC to Intel took three years. And two years is just ridiculous. It's it's so fast. It's unbelievably fast. Yeah, I it would... might not happen in two years. Yeah, it might not. But, but uh, they're I... releasing some this year. I, I... I mean, That's... we still haven't got the charging pad. So, you know. They abandoned that. No, they brought it back. Okay. They're bringing it back. <laughs> okay. So the, the next iPhone won't come with the charger. Right. Exactly. Good. But right, so look, here's the thing. I think there's two things that were surprising to me on the ARM front. It's A, that they actually did have a developer kit. B, that it's based on the iPad, right? That's cool. Yeah. And that's interesting because my first reaction was, do we get dual booting iPads later? Because it's conceivable. And like all of the things you see in Mac OS, the new design point towards a touchscreen Mac later this year. Yeah. yeah. And the thing that made me come out, like the reaction I had after WWDC was, where does this leave the iPad if they made a Mac with a touchscreen and the same processor? What, what? Well, <laughs> wouldn't you wouldn't wouldn't you think we 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 would go towards maybe like a similar lineup as what Surface is yeah, doing? That's what I was gonna say. That's what I think is the point. Is like the iPad Pro becomes like very specific. Like I want to do X and Y, and the Mac is like I want to do X, Y, and Z. Like, I, I I could even imagine that there would be like the lineup would like even be a little bit wider, right? So they're also doing a new iMac, right? They're doing yeah. a new design. Um, I can imagine that like the desktop stuff that you can buy from them will be the you can do everything, and then yeah. the laptop would be like well, you can run iOS apps on an I, iMac now, right? But like I could imagine that the the laptops would be more like the Surface 
yeah. whatever the fuck their name is. Go like X, a whatever. Or something. Yeah, like a little bit in, a, in between a MacBook and a and a what you call it? Right. Yeah, and I, and I, I, because that's well, like it's enough for most people. And then I think that then there's still the iPad option. Yeah. Uh, for people like me, I'm, and then. Um, Maybe they will keep like the MacBook Air because they seem to want to keep oh, that. Oh no, yeah, a hundred percent. MacBook Air is the most obvious um, device. That's the first one out of the gate. Hold MacBook on. Pro is harder. Just the the iPad Pro with the new case is it detachable already? Well, like that's they don't what, have to um, make a new one. That's what I mean. Though, oh, but I'm like, saying it MacBook Pro seems like it will you can run go. it on that. Oh yeah, it will go. You think? Yeah. No, yeah, I think so. No. Disagree. And and if it, it it might stay, but like it might, I think it might be like different. Like I it might be, be an actual like different Air. device. Yeah, that's that's a good. I think that's a good assessment. I think the iMac one is actually probably the most interesting to me because you've never had this kind of processor in a desktop. It's never existed, and we I don't think, know what that would mean. I think the iMac is going to be like the Surface Studio. I will look. You can mark my gonna, words. Be, I'm going to say something surprising here. I will buy that. <laughs> If you could draw on an iMac, no. If I could buy, if I could buy a Surface Studio Mac, probably buy it. Especially if it was ARM, because it won't get hot. It'll be a good I, screen. I think it's happening. I, I we'll see. I, I hope so. I actually, we, we like, deserve I have this a, after a decade of shit I computers. I have a conspiracy theory on this though. That uh, so the one thing that they said during the presentation is they actually have a bunch of Intel Macs in the pipeline still because the the transition is painful. Like right. nobody listening to this, unless they are as nerdy as us, should actually buy the first ones, in my opinion, because it will be painful for a while. Yeah, the, I have this like hilarious conspiracy theory that the iMac that's kicking around is actually just an Intel iMac and everyone's going to be really disappointed when they're like here's the ARM MacBook also one more thing i9 iMac and you're like god damn it well (laughs) here's the thing though like you said you wouldn't necessarily recommend buying a first gen ARM Mac but it's also like why would I buy an Intel Mac if in two years they're going to push away from oh, it completely oh, it depends if like, it work though if i get the arm one it can run apps but if i get the intel one can it not yeah but, but the, the thing is the hit rate on those apps for the first few years is going to be really weird but the thing is like apple has been doing this fucking dance with us for ages now yeah. where you're like "Ooh, this new macbook's cool but um the new design i'm gonna wait a little bit like <laughs> the touch so bar, mm, i'm not i'm not completely sure yet and before that yeah. you were waiting and waiting and waiting until the point that this one came out uh, and you're already like stretching your old macbook for two years so now you're stretching <laughs> uh-huh. it for two more and then to see the new macbook who is exactly the same and still has a touch bar and all the things you don't <sighs> want um, so uh, they're just going to do that dance again. And indeed, if you have a job or something where people will buy you the thing, you'll get it. But like, I, I, I think as like, if you're buying it for yourself, maybe wait. Yeah. That's the thing is like, I think it will be pretty good on day one. I am just, if you have some very specific workflow, it's going to be hit or miss. Like I think Adobe will have ported like Photoshop. I think wait. Premiere and like other stuff, not so much. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. So, the ARM MacBook. Uh-huh. You'd be able to work with apps in the App Store, right? Yeah, yeah, iOS apps. Do you think it's going to be touchscreen? Yes. Yeah, 100%. So, because the icons, the yeah. icons Possib- in giant. the menu bar have padding like this yeah. large. <laughs> Possibly, then, 
it would be the first MacBook that would be able to um, use Procreate on. Yeah, that's true. I'd believe that. Well, it's, it depends. One one note there would be it's up to the developer to choose if they want their apps to be available. And so that will be the sticking point. Not yeah, if but Apple I, buys I think, Procreate. <laughs> I, think, I think it would be super great for Procreate yeah, to have that. Because if, if I could access Procreate from a laptop, I would... I, I, that's it. I would give up my Adobe subscription. Exactly. Really. So this is, I think this is the, the real master stroke here that we haven't even talked about yet is like by switching to ARM, they can run every iOS app. And even if it's crap, air quotes, on day one, being able to run iOS apps, to Zach's point about Chromebooks for the last few years, makes it really interesting and powerful. Because even if you can run, I don't know, the Spotify app because they didn't port the desktop app yet and it's a shitty experience, that's perfect. That sounds great. Like I, I, I was trying, I was trying not to say it, but like, yeah. yeah, I've had this for years, and it's a great experience to be like, oh, well, yeah. the desktop experience of X is not great, but the Android app is, so I'll just use that. So that's and it, it's and awesome. it's choice, and that's what I really am excited about. Like, I would actually, and the other point here is, I would consider buying a Mac because I don't use an iPhone now, so I can run those apps without having to use the fucking phone. <laughs> and also, like, I mean, yo, if I could have like the really nice like one two between the between Procreate on two devices that I need, mm. I, I I would buy it immediately. But there is another issue with this um, App Store, Mac Store thing is, and a lot of people are just afraid that they will just like be even more green. What was it called yeah. again? Greenwald, walled in. Yeah, walled into the garden. Yeah, I mean that's garden? that's the point. Wall? <laughs> yeah. Well, Who knows yeah. at this point? It's 2020. We talked about this last year when Catalyst was announced, but yeah, that was last year, right? Oh my god, I think so. Um, <laughs> probably that you know, Apple's seeing the writing on the wall with Electron just yeah. dominating, and now that Microsoft technically owns Electron, mm-hmm. or I, I mean, I know it's open source, but like runs, yeah, yeah, they own the project, whatever. Um, I don't know how that works. Um, it this makes sense because it's yeah. like okay, maybe the Mac App Store was, we already knew that it never like really took hold. And so if they just merge it with the iOS App Store and it's just like the App Store on your Mac, yeah. it yeah, and now like the need for Electron is a lot lower for Mac users. In theory, which yeah, is, in theory. In theory, which is what Apple so I think, wants. Uh, but I think there's a potential bad outcome here that actually happens. There's two potential bad outcomes. So the first one is that it's actually really difficult for me to see a case to do ma- native Mac development now. Everything's going to be iOS random ports and it's going to be a bit weird. That's going to be the first thing. And the second thing is, if that's the case, I think Electron apps will still be very popular as the alternative to that. And Mac users might find that they're stuck between like this weird iOS one or the Electron one and neither of them are very good. And but the Mac Mac development was already dying. Like if you look at that, remember they released the uh, Twitter released that shitty uh, Catalyst app, and it was like this this like it's just the worst. I don't know if you use it, but it like opens like twenty windows every time you try and do anything in it. And I, I haven't tried it. I just I'm not Mac development is basically dead out of this. Is the way I see it. Like why would you build a Mac app if you can build the iPad app and then just put it on a Mac? Fuck it. Ooh, can I share one thing that really pissed me off about the fact of iOS apps coming to the desktop? Yeah. Is how we haven't been able to do... So if you have an iPad, you understand the pain here. Yes. You can split screen yes. and you can literally make an app the width of like a phone column. Yep. 
but you can't do that with iPhone apps. Oh yeah, <laughs> so dumb. You and can't just sideways. In- in the wrong direction. <laughs> you can't just install an iPhone app on your iPad and use yeah. it in the width of a phone. It's so weird. I don't get it because, like, and, if you use Instagram, you have to use it full screen in portrait mode or whatever. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, what the fuck? In the fact that it could come to the desktop first just pisses me off again about iPad OS being left behind yeah. already. Can I just say though, I just realized that my take on iPad OS was really bad because there's one feature that I installed the beta for, and it is outrageously good. What is that? Handwriting completely changes everything oh. about that damn thing. Like being able to just <laughs> scribble and write and like not use a keyboard is just absolutely bonkers I it's would try that. so good like windows has the ink thing this thing is really good because it doesn't give a fuck where you write <laughs> like you don't have to write in some box it's just like you write hello and it just does it and it's very fast it's very good the oh um, you can just randomly scribble somewhere yeah so you tap and like say you're on twitter and you want to make a tweet you tap in the compose thing with the pen and you can yeah. just scribble anywhere to, and it will translate it into the box because that's where oh. the text input is. That's Cute. fucking cool. And then, like, you just cross out words or, like, circle them to select that. It's just really, really elegantly done. And I'm, like, fucking that. Windows Ink is, I really like Ink on Windows, but, like, it's just not as pretty. I haven't updated my iPad yet. And also, I'm not sure if I'm going to do it because I might just buy a new iPad. Do it. Uh, yeah. But I still, I still haven't decided on it yet because. I mean, in theory, the thing is still fine. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm just like, am I gonna just like abandon it now, get a new one, and potentially sell this one? Yeah. Or am I gonna like, yes, yes, push, and yes. push it into like the last little bit? Because I've had it for two, three years. Hmm. Look, I, I'm all about like, get everything in my house on USB C. So yeah. <laughs> if I were you, my it's one. Like, yeah. But also the thing doesn't hold a charge anymore mm, that's annoying. yeah i you that's know all. since it's your daily driver like it's how you make money for me yeah. i feel like it's worth it if you were just a person that like casually looks browses an ipad while you watch tv in the evening yeah, run no, it into the ground exactly yeah. exactly if it's a netflix computer fine burn it but until it's-, <laughs> it's like your job so yeah. i don't know i feel like it's justified to treat it i, I feel that way about my five-year-old macbook pro it's like this thing sucks now. <laughs> it sucks. And I got it. literally have to use it with a monitor and keyboard and external right. mouse because none of those things work right anymore. Yeah, yeah. On it. But it's like, yeah, I'm I'm kind of like waiting to see what comes out this fall from Microsoft and Apple. Mm-hmm. Well, and Intel. Like, I really want one of those Nucks. But oh, yeah. I know that they have a new gen coming out. So I don't know. Yeah, it was like... It was interesting, WWDC. It was more interesting than normal for many reasons. I think Apple, look, my take is Apple is the only company that can do this. They did it in the most Apple way ever, and it was impressive. And the rest of it is like, we have to wait and see. It's all hype. They didn't show numbers. That's the most important thing. Apple is like, look at 10x this, 20x this, usually. They showed nothing, which was a very, very different thing for them. And I think it's because they just don't know yet. Well, also and- just save the numbers for your investor updates. Like it doesn't yeah. matter. That's the no one, th- Those numbers mean nothing to anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 
I mean, even the, the investors and shit, like they know Apple has money. Do they actually really care about like if it's like five X or six X or whatever? Yeah, I just think for developers, it was telling that they didn't talk about performance really, which is kind of the whole point of the ARM thing. Is like we want to know. Mm-hmm. Like they showed, they did the exact demo Microsoft did when they unveiled ARM, which was like, hey, look, Photoshop. It can open a file and it's fast and good. And then like the reality was, other than that, everything sucked, and so. <laughs> Uh, I just, w- I'm really interested to see how it does fare in the real world. Like, yeah. and it's really early. That's the point. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, it was cool. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to be dreaming about my uh, dream setup with Procreate for like, It'll happen. Yeah. I'm convinced. Well, I'm excited for the other direction too. I want Final Cut Pro on my iPad. I want the whole Adobe suite on my Yeah, iPad. that was the missing piece, right? It's not obvious. Like, so Xcode, for example, now right. obviously works on ARM. So does that mean that they will do it in both directions in the future? Like, is there an iPad OS build of it? I hope so. Yeah. I think the top end iPad Pro is going to get more and more expensive. What if, yes. What if, okay. What if this happens? It's okay, already a, so crazy. Here's a conspiracy theory. Yeah. What if iPad OS one day just has an app that you run and it's Mac? Like yeah. you just yeah. open it and it's like full Mac environment. As long as you've got the keyboard, you can do that. Like, it doesn't I mean, let you do it unless you've got the thing. You can install Parallels on an iPad right. and run Windows that's on a machine somewhere. I, I don't see why Apple wouldn't do that. It's just, it's just interesting to me because it's like, the more I think about this, like when and we were doing... what about Sidecar, by the way? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, it's yeah. like reverse Sidecar. That's, yeah. that's what I mean. Is like, it feels like it's possible and it seems weird to deny that there won't be some blurring there. Um, especially because, like, the thing I'm excited about is the jailbreaking community figuring out how to run macOS on the fucking iPad because I'll install that. Like, I think that's the new Hackintosh. Right. Yeah, Spicy. and it'd be good. Yeah, it sounds great. <laughs> I do want to say you said Apple's the only company that could do an event like this. And I don't know if you saw the Snap well, hardware event. Hardware like that, but yeah. Oh, with hardware like yeah. that. I thought you meant with, like, the, the very polished recorded. I mean, pretty good. <laughs> The snap event was of that caliber. I did not watch that one, but I heard it was good. It was it like was also, Evan Spiegel on the beach. <laughs> yeah, it was like also targeted. It was sort of like their version of Dub Dub. It was for people that create for the platform. Right. I don't know what they call that, but it was all like the um, snap program or whatever it is. Lens Studio is oh, their yeah. Spark AR app. Like Lens Studio is how you. Yeah. It's a desktop app for making. Mm-hmm. AR filters and shit. It was like focused on that stuff and advertising and hmm. just the Discover tab. I think they're rebranding it, but it's oh. currently called the Discover. It it doesn't matter. That event was also very, hmm. very, very, very cool. Interesting. I love that Snap still exists and they're doing fine and nobody cares. <laughs> they always come so close to getting me to be like, I am completely dropping Instagram and going. And then they yeah. do like a racist filter. I know. Every, oh my God. They did. How did they get that so wrong? Black Lives Matter thing. And you had to smile to get the chains to break. Oh, it was so Lord fucked Lord. up. Uh, yeah, ship How it. How do they keep doing this? Ship it. <laughs> well, you know why? Because if you look at their leadership team, so it's people. the least diverse group. Yeah, it is. Okay, what else is Wouldn't on Wouldn't it list? be fun if you'd smile and then you'll be free? Dude, dude, it's so fucked up. It sounds like a wide, a wide guy. Yeah. He's probably like 50 years old. It's like, smile for me, sweetie. 
how did how did it? Get you don't want to know how often I hear that on the street. By the way, it's Ugh. insane. Fucking gross. I'm sorry that really gross to you and everybody that happens to. And also, fucking, why would Snapchat do something like that? <laughs> they. That's a great question. Like, how could you possibly fuck up again? I know. That's yeah. what I don't again. understand. Is it's like not the first, second, or third time? <laughs> yeah. They literally could be the anti-Facebook if they weren't racist also. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So um, should we talk about Taylor Lorenz? Yes. Yeah, I was going to say. It's good. Final. Oh, what a night. I mean, the, the story is, I don't even know where to start. Honestly. Um, let me. If, okay. If I, I'm trying to, to summarize. Taylor Lorenz is a reporter who's awesome. She often The best culture tech. reporter. And she focuses on tech culture, especially with younger people. She's a great beat reporter. She's just yeah. a great reporter in general. For instance, she went to the Hype House at some point. Yeah, that's right. And everyone's just like, what is Hype House? And she's just like, we're going there. That's what I think <laughs> is really good about her is she knows about this stuff. Yeah. And the olds do not. She was also, the, I think, the first person to report on the Eye Mouth Eye thing. Yep. Which we can talk about. All the tech talk stuff. But... Balaji is this VC who has a huge following on Twitter. Total douche. And he's a douche canoe. And he, for whatever reason, had beef with Taylor. And now has had beef for a while. Okay. But now he's harassing her and mm. encouraging his large following to harass her. And now there's leaked audio from a clubhouse with a bunch of VCs pretty much harassing her. And it's gotten to the point where it's very personal. It's not about her work. Most of the VCs that are attacking her say they've never read any of her work. So they're clearly not coming from a place of criticism that's valid. It's all just like hurt personality. This is like powerful people don't like to get criticized. And they're going this direction of like the news media is evil. Yeah. And they are they just want to see tech fail. And they're never supportive. And it's literally like there's valid criticism of tech, very obviously, because we have a podcast about it. And, <laughs> and yeah, it's gone too far. And I think I think Twitter, Clubhouse, other platforms, other VC firms need to take responsibility of stopping this targeted harassment. I'm, I have a my take on this is that it got really bad because these VCs I, I've seen this a lot. It's like the same with YouTube culture. And it's the same with TikTok culture and all the stuff they don't understand. They belittle people who report on it because they think it's just this lame whatever thing. Even the, And it's because they don't understand it. Like Taylor has been specifically targeted in this case because she's reporting on something these dudes don't get. It's not for them. And they th- it's the same with the like, oh, BuzzFeed is the worst. Like you see all these people that are like that. BuzzFeed did great shit. It was innovative as fuck. Like, and I think these people belittle people who report on those things because they don't understand it and they don't think it's like cool or good, even though there's a billion people out there using TikTok happily without them. It's that you saw the exact same thing with the it's mouth eye thing this last week. It is what it is, it is all over Twitter. At, like Wired said something really lame, like, oh, you know, I don't understand these kids. Or uh, it was like this lame They called shit. them dipshits. Oh, yeah. They, the dipshits making stuff. And I think it's the same thing. It's like, Oh my this gosh. stuff isn't for you. You're old. Like, <laughs> I'm look, old. 
nothing's for everybody except Apple events, but yeah, but they're belittling people because they don't understand it. And because they think like, they don't like YouTube culture is the same. It's easy to make fun of YouTube. If you don't understand how big it is. It's so weird because it's literally like in every single industry, every type of product, there's, there's nothing for everybody. But like, what was it exactly that they went after for her? Because I saw that it was because of the away thing. Taylor, Taylor, like, was basically saying that like Steph, Steph Corey is a piece of shit, and she is uh, because she harassed her employees, Uh, and then he. That's what he, he took issue with that, that she was attacking him and it was completely unfair, even though her comment was true. Well, right, and I, I, just, I saw that and I was just so confused as to why you would go into attacking someone after someone said statements that were true. Because I think that these people invested in a way and it's, it's a very classic VC behavior in which uh, they can't understand that maybe the things they've bought into are bad and criticism of them is unfair because there should only be positive coverage or something. Like it's this weird mentality. I think these VCs are so used to being coddled and getting only for a long time, they only got positive stories and now they're like, yeah. it's all bad. It's all like journalists they, are incentivized to get bad stories. They're not, we're not like, it's not how it works. It's not, that's not the point of journalism, but I don't want to go is- write a bad story. <laughs> The VCs are like a special breed of bad, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, then well, they have a lot of control. Yeah, and and they've all been elevated into this position. There's often a yeah. joke about thought leaders and VCs mm-hmm. like platitudes. They've been elevated into this position of power, yeah. and a lot of fragile male egos equate that with people caring about their opinions, and with that comes being right. And they're not. Yeah, used to and, being and they haven't. They haven't really seen that people were just like licking their asshole for their own hopeful gain and not because they think they're great. Yeah. That's it. It's like the way I read it is like, yeah, we love a good discourse as long as it's as long as I'm right. Like <laughs> like they don't want they don't want anybody to criticize them or like yeah. I don't know. I found it really uh disheartening to see the language coming out that like it's uh, like there's no other comparison other than to say it's Trumpian. Like, yeah, yeah. The news media is all bad, blah blah blah. It's it's only bad because you did something bad. Like, I don't understand the argument there. Like, people aren't going after a wave because they have a vendetta against them. They treated their employees like shit, and therefore that's why the story. Like, it's not. And well, and she stayed as well. Yeah. Now again, got fired. And also, cancel culture is not a thing. It's called consequences. Yeah, like, I've been seeing this term call-out call culture more, and I quite like that over, like, cancel culture. Yeah, they got away you're, with it too long. Also, like, if, like, you're gonna, if you're going to do things that are wrong in a way, you're super welcome to do them. But, like, they will have repercussions. Well, that's it. Cancel culture is, like inherently like their the, the argument always looks funny to me they're like oh fucking cancel culture i'm like just don't do bad shit <laughs> you can't, like there's nothing to yeah. cancel you are. well and like show me someone who's actually been canceled yeah exactly, exactly. well the, fucking the, the even louis guy C- has been canceled 80 times but yeah. louis ck is still fucking making comedy shows like yeah. I, just show me somebody that actually has suffered consequences from cancel or- culture 
Or what about like uh, the whole? Like, did you guys see the whole thing with the the Epstein whatever? What? Which thing? <laughs> well, the the sex trafficking ring, the kid's oh, sex trafficking ring, yeah, whatever, yeah, the, and that I, like one of his confidants got like um, arrested this weekend, yeah. and all sorts of photos of her like on like big weddings and mm. posing with Donald Trump and like right. that stuff all came out suddenly so i would say it, it didn't just come out because it it has been a part of that netflix documentary about it oh. right but now she got like arrested for it yes interesting but i i'm just i'm like at first i was very hopeful that that would mean consequences for pedophiles Clinton, or, um, but yeah. i honestly think she probably made a deal to protect those powerful people instead well so yeah, so the point I was going to make is you could literally be friends with someone who is like in a fucking child sex trafficking ring and still be the president of the United States. Yeah, or be the head of Tesla and SpaceX. Oh, this right? is this is it. I just uh, the cancel culture thing is just a, a shitty excuse from these people that they are trying to um, paint the picture that it's us them against the media and therefore uh, whatever oh, anybody the way, says that's bad is not their fault. By the way. <laughs> you were asking who actually gets cancelled. The people that actually get cancelled for stuff are the people that were already vulnerable. Yeah, They are women. They are people of colour. Mm-hmm. They are, you know, they get cancelled and they never get to, to go back, you know? And that's true They're, in for the instance, away situation. Yeah. For instance, like Lena Dunham, she says some really dumb ass shit, right? Oh my God. And there's a lot of people that are just like, oh, but, you know, it's nepotism and like da-da-da-da-da sure but like let her have it every mm-hmm. fucking white man on planet earth that works in fucking business uh show business has like Is even more of, of that show. yeah yeah right and but why why does like why does like this woman get like the super young woman also at the time right uh, get cancelled for this but all these men are just like showered in hoorays the, the like thing... and i can only imagine this to be even worse for people that have like an even more compromised position, like someone who's like a woman of color, for instance. Yeah. I will. I just will add though, the thing that I was concerned about with this in particular, like with Taylor Lorenz and like the reaction from these VCs was that they tried to use some of these reasons as a reason that Taylor was unfair for doing what she did. Like, they were trying to say, oh, you're attacking a female CEO, blah, blah, blah. No, they were attacking somebody Fuck who off. did a really shitty thing. Well, and yeah. they keep hiding behind that of like, oh, we're defending a, a woman CEO in our industry. Yeah. Okay, well, what about defending the women that were harassed by that woman CEO? Exactly. People work at that company. You mean you're defending another rich person? Yeah, Isn't that yeah what exactly. Also, like, if you're so concerned all of a sudden about female CEOs, maybe hire some more. Yeah. <laughs> Have some C-level woman in your company maybe yeah like that's concerning you know why is it only like when they you know can use it for their own argument that stuff like that is important fuck off and the the thing that like as a final note clubhouse that weird app with the it's like it's like shit podcasts okay Uh, but what is the what's the deal with them in this situation so this whole shit went down on twitter right like there's this whole fight and then the shitty dude Bly, whatever his name is and a bunch of other shitty dudes went on Clubhouse and basically like waxed poetic about how the media was terrible and Taylor was the worst, blah, 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 for a whole hour on Clubhouse. 
where they and thought the it was private leak. and yeah. an audio leak, which is beautiful. If you if you're listening to this and you have Clubhouse, record fucking everything. Um, yeah. <laughs> but the real interesting thing out of that was that Clubhouse also doesn't have moderation tools or any policy on this. So like you can just like go and slander somebody for an hour and they won't do anything about it. Um. There are moderators, but there are no moderation tools. Yes. And, but yeah, the oh. surprising thing is there's no privacy policy. You no can't get banned. Service, no code of conduct. And we're still in beta, quote unquote. There's 15 only, million. <laughs> there's only 3,300 users. Ugh. That I, doesn't mean it's more than if you've got more than three, you need a privacy policy. Just write yeah. five words about what you do. Well, and the fact that there's like abuse and harassment and you've got that few users near beta means that it's going to be a lot worse when you go public. But I came up with the analogy for how to describe Clubhouse. It's just a digital panel discussion. But full of Because you have speakers, you have a moderator, and then you have an audience who can ask questions. That's, it's that's Discord. a panel discussion. It's literally Discord <laughs> voice servers and an app, but some people can talk. But it's all thought leaders, quote unquote. Uh, yeah. I can't think of an app that's worse. <laughs> it, yeah. reminds me, it reminds me of a country club. I think that's why it's oh literally God. called Clubhouse. Yeah, I think it's literally designed to appeal to those people. And I don't want to, like, the reactions. I got in so many fights with VCs yesterday that, like, oh, well, they don't need a terms and service or policy or whatever because, you know, it's a beta and they're just figuring it out still. I'm like, you can edit. Like, terms of services are living documents. Like, just write something. Like, I don't know. You're figuring it out. You got 20 million. My shitty website has a privacy policy. (laughs) Exactly. I have no million. i had a good few replies from people like the folks behind um get spectrum who had on day one of code of contact and terms of service because they believed it was a core feature for their product when they went to market i had friends who said um they have terms of service and privacy policies and codes of conducts for unfunded side projects which is the right way to do it exactly god damn anyway so that's that if you're listening uh, is bleak. If you're listening to this, don't sign up for Clubhouse and <laughs> Or if you do record everything. <laughs> well, that's fair. Uh, if I get an invite, I'm just gonna go in every room and record everything. Like you I know genuinely... what, Owen? And there's no terms of service. That will I be can the do that. first terms of service will be to block people from recording it. No, I a hundred hundred percent guarantee that protecting the rich, the protecting the oppressor group is gonna be priority number one for this app. Oh, it tells you everything that you need to know. I hope that we see more leaks from it. That's all I'm going to say. I, I yeah, I think... I th- oh, sorry. I think this, the main thing I've learned this year and what, that I'm learning over and over again, and maybe I've learned it before, I don't know, is that we don't have to... We don't have to feel sorry for rich people. No. We don't have to be worried about them. We shouldn't stand for them. We shouldn't stand for them. Like we, And we should definitely protect people like Taylor. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Taylor's yeah. dope, so read her recording. Yeah. And she's not doing this for the money. No. Know? No journalist she... is in this for the money. And that's the funny insinuation with all of this, right? Is like. Yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> someone posted about her career history, too. And like she took a pay cut to become a journalist to do yeah. this work. She, of course. She's yeah. a real one. Yeah. I, yeah. It sucks. And also, like, even if she sucked. Even if Taylor, even if the person that was being targeted was bad, a bad journalist, that doesn't mean they deserve targeted harassment. Exactly. 
exactly a person yeah. in power with a large following who also are harassing her like, and it is yeah. harassment to be clear that's the other thing i've said is it's not harassment blah 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 he's just yeah. saying his mind but it's harassment i don't care this is just like we talk about with black lives matter the the, the model victim it doesn't matter like even if you believe that the black person the cops killed was a criminal cops don't have extrajudicial rights to kill people on the street like that's literally why the justice system exists like and i think that system's really broken but like even if someone stole a candy bar doesn't mean the cops have the right to shoot them in the street exactly so like even if they just killed 10 people Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. even then exactly exactly need to do it yeah uh uh, we've been shown over and over again that like a white mass murderers get taken to burger king on their way to jail so it's possible for the cops not to kill people that have just murdered people exactly so but anyway that's what i just want to say like taylor is amazing and doesn't deserve this but even if this was just a a a shitty tech journalist that we didn't like Mm -hmm. they still don't deserve this yeah yeah, nobody deserves this it's bullshit and these vcs just needs to stop Okay, well, I need to eat breakfast. Okay, yeah, don't that Like, I know that's a horrible. Like, VCs need to stop. I need to eat, but it's true. Uh, it is both are true. Let's <laughs> not talk about iMouthi. You can Google it. There's it's, lots. Of, it was great. There's lots of coverage of it. it. It's a project that's now over, so you can kind of see the whole the whole seventy two hour cycle of it. You, you can read about. We'll link it in the show notes. It is what it is. It is. It is. It gives me hope for the younger people yeah. in tech and tech adjacent spaces today. That yeah, it was cool. It was a cool project. They took advantage of the VC hype cycle. Yeah, that's. I, I, I love, think it's a beautiful juxtaposition. Yeah, uh, that's what I really liked about it. Is like with all of this shit going on, that with that as a background, it was really interesting to see that like a bunch of teens could make something that really made a difference, and it was just a beautiful epic troll. <laughs> like, I do wonder, out of all of this, my biggest question is, do you think I could get those eye-mouth-eye emojis in the show title of this episode? I have no idea, but there's only one way to find out. Let's find out. Let's find out. It is what it is. It is what it is. is. Um, Oh, and one other quick thing. Uh, I'm way late to the party by like over a year, but I just started using Arena. Are you familiar with it? Nope. Oh, okay. I... For me, this is the new Tumblr Whoa. slash Pinterest. Do they allow tits? Thing. Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, because you can mark things as not safe for work. Oh, hmm. cool! And you can have good. private. They call them uh, ch- channels and blocks. Oh wow! The the vocab was like the hardest barrier to entry for me. Is I was like, what the fuck is any of these? Anyway, Arena's cool. Huh. You should check it out. And they do no advertising they say they're not mining your data because you can pay to get you can pay like five dollars a month if you want to there's like a 500 block limit so that's like the equivalent of like Mm -hmm. if you were to pin 500 things on pinterest Mm -hmm. so there's a limit and to go over that limit you can pay and so that's how it's supported anyway it's cool i've been playing with it i think it's for me the new tumblr for me the new Pinterest for me. Maybe it's not for everybody, but if you join it, like follow me. I'm Zach Gross. <laughs> and also don't forget, 
paying for software is cool. It is cool and good. Paying for software is cool. Well, and it's like all the content is user submitted, just like Pinterest, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Just like Tumblr. Yeah. It's 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 kind of a social network, but it's not necessarily because you can just it could be your save it later place. Right. It's both. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Tumblr was. It was yeah, exactly. free printer. Anyway, it sounds great. I'll check it out. It's cool. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, friendos. Great episode. Uh, hi at churchpodcast.com, right? Give us the awesome? Xbox, PlayStation takes, and Discord. Please come to Discord. There's a games channel. We want to hear what your opinions are about all the gaming stuff. And yeah. I'm still going to be in there defending Stadia because I think... I still like it. Like me, it's great. I pay for it. So, anyway. All right. Bye. Bye, friends. Bye, Miss Kiss. <laughs>